Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 60 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's been out in Amsterdam this week, having his mind blown at the VR Days event. It's Nathy. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing great. And yes, being able to finally go to an event within Europe is uh, something <laughs> else. Like usually, I have to go to America to you know uh, experience something uh, um, like you know crazy in terms of conventions and, and and things like that but this was uh this was a successful one yeah i mean vr days is uh is definitely uh something that if you live in europe and you love vr and you are interested in in new technology and new startups and businesses that have been there from the very beginning then yeah vr days is a place to visit well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more about some of the stuff you tried because I saw some pictures on Twitter and you looked like you were trying out some really interesting stuff. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, so next up, this guy, he's like the mad scientist of VR. He loves to experiment, especially live on Twitch. It's, of course, ZimTok5. How you doing, man? <laughs> Good. This week, my experiments, I sawed off my, my bottom two legs and I hobbled around for the last <laughs> half of the week. So uh, that went well. Um, yeah, well, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm obviously a little bit sick still, so sorry for the audio listeners who get to hear that. But uh, there you go. Prayers for a speedy recovery. Thanks. Next up, this guy spawned Satan by eating a spicy poop this week. <laughs> In accounting plus, of course, it's Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? You all right? Why do I always get like the crappy introductions? I, I don't know why it is like, you know, you just defined my entire channel by like, you know, the dude who summons Satan by eating demonic poop. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's true though, right? Okay. Yeah, it is true. It is true. More, more on that later. So it's definitely, you know. Okay. okay. Last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. It's been a crazy week in the metaverse this week, and we've got loads to talk about. So we're going to be talking about Brendan Aribe leaving Facebook, what this means for Rift 2.0 and the future of Oculus. We're going to be talking about the Samsung Odyssey Plus, a new Windows mixed reality headset coming soon with anti-screen door effect display. Very interesting indeed. And then Halloween in VR. We're going to round up the show with the best spooky games to play over the Halloween period. But of course, first up, let's find out what everyone's been up to in the metaverse this week and their highlights. So let's kick it over to Nathy first, find out what he's been getting his hands on at VR Days in Amsterdam. Yeah, so uh, um, yesterday I went to uh, the VR Days and um, it was like a big hall with all kinds of things. Um, Intel was there with... Um, a new game about that that movie The Rock made, where he jumps out of a building. How is it called again? Skyscraper. 
exactly that one. So there was like a skyscraper experience. Now we 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 are all very excited to check that one out. I'm sure. I mean, after J- Jumanji, we definitely did, did, want did to you have to skyscraper at the end of the game. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> it was it was kind of kind of funny to see uh, people, you know, um, running on like a big crane, and it was like they were playing with that, you know. Uh, um, like with heights and, and stuff like that. I didn't try that one though. Um, they also had a dinosaur um, game where you had to actually be a dinosaur and fly around the island on one of those, you know, uh, devices. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was surprised. There were a lot of gloves, like different uh, types of gloves and, 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 you know, different um, ways of using gloves too. Um, I tried the one from uh, Manus. Um, they are a Dutch company. And, um, you know, uh, again, um, I'm very impressed by what's out there right now and, and how it works. And, and you know, the funny part is if you are wearing gloves and you, you can feel the stuff you're grabbing, you, you don't even have to look at it anymore. So it's like, oh, I just know something is there and I just feel it and then you grab it. Well, when you usually play uh, a VR, you still have to kind of look at stuff. If you want to do it right, well, you know, with like Manus gloves and other gloves, it's like, I just know what's, what's, uh, by Zim, <laughs> uh, what's going on, you know? So that's, that's really yeah. nice. That, that haptic feedback. It, it's so natural. It's almost becoming like a, a real life thing, you know, where we sometimes also grab something without looking at it. Um, right. I also tried the Ixtal, the, uh, hmm. uh, VR oh, headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how is that company called again? VR, VR, VR and VR engineers. Exactly, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, and and this is a headset for, um, let's say, the army where they do, uh, um, you know, simulations where people uh, have to learn how to fly a, a big Boeing, you know, a plane. Um, and um, they were just showing it off, and there wasn't a big like line, so I thought like let's just you know, uh, give it a try, and. Um, this one has a, a like a wide field of view. It's like the Pimax, you know. It's kind of like the same same idea, but um, the um, you know the Xtal is more for um, the like businesses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know. It's maybe I think it was around like five five thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like fairly fairly expensive, not for a business business. I would say then it's still like pretty cheap, but. And when I tried it, they had like a leap motion also built in. So you mm-hmm. had like uh, hands and they were showing off a uh, car experience and you could just open the, the doors of the car. You could uh, grab the steering wheel. You could press buttons, uh, things like that. Like was really- that the uh, BMW one? No, it was from Audi. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and um, I was impressed. Um, I was like really impressed by the display. Um, it's one of the highest displays you can like experience right now. Oh, doggy, that's cute. Hi, doggy. Um, <laughs> but um, the 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 wide field of view itself was. Um, I mean, it's it's something that is 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 very nice to have as an upgrade. Um, but let's say for the consumer side of things, it's not really a, necess- a necessity, you know. Right. Um, but I could see it, and it's it's for simulations. It's it's awesome, you know. You can see so much more. So I totally get it why they, you know, why so many companies that are interested are making simulations. Um, so that does 
make a lot of sense. But the headset was like freaking big, like was bigger than the Pimax, by the way, like a huge one. But funny enough, you don't feel the the weight, even that it looks huge. It, you don't really, you know, That's notice it. It looked like you were wearing a tank. Exactly. Yeah, in those photos. Yeah. So you literally looked like you were wearing a tank. It looked ridiculous, but it it works. Yeah. So you didn't get to try the Pimax itself? No, the Pimax wasn't there. Um, okay. I thought they were going to be there. And, and uh, I thought they were going to show it off because last year they did. Um, and I, I tried to make an appointment back then to try it. Um, but uh, the cool thing is, is that a few companies knew that I wanted to try it. So they actually offered me to, you know, come to their place because there are a few companies in the Netherlands that do have this new Pimax, this this 5K one and this 8K one. So I, I definitely want to give it a try. I'm very curious. Yes. But with your experience with the Xtile, although the wider field of view is nice, you don't think it's a real game changer for consumers right now? Um, it's like, again, it's not really for consumers right now. I think that, that, um, a bigger field of view is going to become the standard later down the road, maybe within a year or maybe within, within two years. I mean, the next, uh, VR headsets will have a bigger field of view. That's no secret. Uh, mm-hmm. how much, I don't know, you know, I don't know how far they want to go. Um, the thing is, and I think we, we talked about that before as well. Like, it's like, it will increase the immersion a lot, but like, I think we all agree that, you know, the current generation is still quite good. We still just need, you know, better content or more content on it. Like, yeah, yeah no, that is really- I feel like if you have a good game, then it doesn't really matter what headset you are using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's a nice feature like you had with the Vive Pro. It's like, OK, we have a higher resolution. It's good. But playing with vanilla Vive is fine, too. You know, yeah. it, it's not really it doesn't change uh, your your experience big time yeah again with maybe with simulators it does because it does give you extra eyesight you know i think um, you're the only one out of us four though that has actually tried a wider field of view headset though right i think that's the case i guess yeah yeah i've not um, but yeah again nice feature um we, we got a now, good uh, comment in the chat uh, from uh david uh, we at i'm sorry if i just raped your name but uh, it says uh, speaking as a person who wears glasses field of view is not the end of all yeah <laughs> which is so interestingly out of everything that you tried at vr days then including the xtile what would you say was your standout experience um like, was it using gloves or was it using the xtile or was it a game or was it did you play else? standout I stand out. <laughs> Sorry, it was a bad joke. Stand out. Stand out experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, um, terrible joke. So honestly, you know, I tried so many stuff already that there wasn't really something super, you know, next level that I tried, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, it's good to get updated. And because I already tried Gloss before, so it's nothing new for me. But it's just so cool to see everyone from like Europe, but also America come to Amsterdam to share knowledge, to connect, to, you know, celebrate technology. Um, I mean, Toby Eye Tracking was there. I mean, Intel, like Intel coming to this event for like the, 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 the second year, that's impressive, you know? And there were people from Beat Saber there doing talks. Uh, the the CEO from Unity was there. So I feel like this this VR Days event is going to become bigger. 
And it's so nice to see that because in Europe, I feel like we want more of this, you know, where mm. we all come also to a center point and celebrate VR. So I'm very excited for the for the future of, um, you know, VR days. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, let's kick it over to Zim then and find out what you've been up to this week. You've been playing around with the go-casting, I know, as well, but maybe you can touch on that later on. We'll, 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 we'll cut that portion and shove it to the side. Don't worry, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Uh, maybe instead talk about my knee-breaking experience. Uh, oh, I'm excited in, to know about that. <laughs> in, in, in War Dust. Um, actually, oh. it's not my highlight, but I will, uh, I, will, I will give two short highlights instead of one, one normal one. Sure. Uh, the, the highlight of my week was actually smoking virtual cigars because there's been a new addition to poker <laughs> VR. Smoking virtual I'm not a smoker. I don't promote smoking, but okay. it's fucking cool to be smoking a virtual cigar, blowing smoke and stuff. With a millionaire, like fifteen-time world champion poker player at the other table, and me taking five pots off of him, and uh, him not winning anything from me, so that was like bloody awesome. Like meeting him again, Phil Helmuth, and just like chilling out. I got twenty-seventh in the first uh, virtual reality poker tournament ever, where they'd done a month's or actually six weeks worth of qualifiers, right. and then uh, they had people show up, and they flew two people in for it. It was uh, Phil and myself as, uh, as the streamer, so we both broadcast. We did a multi-stream, and that was really cool. Um, so that, that was like the cool event of the week. And then the Getting scientific event, cancer, cool event, you know, so cool to get virtual lung cancer <laughs> and I'm hacking away anyway, like I'm sick. So, you know, it was perfect immersion. Um, <laughs> but I got to say they did the smoke effects really well in that. It's so, so this sad because on the go, update, right? you don't get it. Yeah. On the go, you don't get it. But other players around the table can buy you a gift with their chips. So say I've got 3000 chips, I can spend a hundred uh, just to buy a gift for a friend across the table, and it's interactive. Um, That's cool. Thankfully, they don't have a Vuzuvela in on the table yet. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be yeah. that could be a make for a lovely evening. Uh, but the thing that uh, we did was uh, we played War Dust finally. So I gave it a shot because I was like, "Come on!" Um, you know, I was already giving the devs a hard time because I said, "Look, it, I, I'm expecting this to be rough," and a lot of people, you know, jumped on my case, rightly so, and said. Yeah, but Zim, you haven't played it yet. And I, I said, just look at their, you know, look at their, I'm expecting a line of, of kind of roughly developed games. This is not going to be a polished gem, you know, and it isn't. But what it is, is possibly um, like a cookie cutter for developers and indies who are looking to make money from uh, from VR. Like you, you establish the kind of core game design and you drop it out there and you let people have fun with it and you get the feedback and you iterate real fast. And then you move on to your next project. And I think that's what this team, Raptor Labs, does really well. Um, the thing that impressed me, because a lot of people were hearkening this to Battlefield, it really feels, unlike Onward or the other more uh, closed area uh, type games, this feels a lot grand, more grand, uh, mm -hmm. this wide scale thing. And like with, with jet, like a jet flew over my head, crashed into the ground, exploded, like choppers coming around and everything was just like really, really weird. Like so, I found the whole thing to be um, strangely immersive in the way yeah. that like, it's like, I'm there, I'm on the battlefield. I see my, my friends like run up around, look around a corner and get knocked back like by an explosion and, and killed. And the weirdest thing, Mike, you and I met a guy called Tatastic uh, Gamer and sure, in the middle yeah. of the battle, dude walks up to me, hey Zim. I'm like, Tatastic, hey. <laughs> and I didn't know he was playing. Like it just happened to be in the same uh, 32 v 32 match. You like, we like high five. Uh, run each different directions and both blow up because some plane lands on us. Like it was just so neat to be like, I've just met a person so like, as if I was out jogging. Yeah. So, so cool. 
So uh, but listen, I... when we touched on it last week, we said that there was 64 players, so 32 yeah. versus 32. So is it right that if there's not enough players, it fills it up with bots, or how does how yeah. does that work? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'd say that it, I don't. They probably did this intentionally. It, it's not too obvious who's a bot and who isn't, as far as right. I could tell in gameplay. So what that meant was you did feel here's a full like server, you... and and honestly, even if there were only twelve people in the game, it felt like the server was maxed out. Like awesome. it gave it gave that impression, and actually, yeah. it was it was quite good. I didn't feel like a bot was like nuking me. Uh, unfairly, but the, th- the real special thing about the game I want to highlight and why it's my highlight of the week is they have a locomotion option called, I think it's called Fit Pro. Um, and there's a reason that they call it Fit Pro is because the battlefield is freaking battlefield size. Like it's huge, it's massive. And uh, you have to literally run and it tracks the up and down motion of your headset, right? So wow. if you're jogging or whatever. I did this for an hour, uh, jogging in place. Walking, it felt like walking across the dunes of a desert. Like it wasn't like I was not going any faster than I would walk in real life. So I thought it was like one to one map was like spot on. Uh, but and it was really kind of cool. Like you had to like turn a particular re- direction, walk off that way, run that way. It like it looked ridiculous when I was doing it, of course. And and two days later, I was practically crippled. But it <laughs> it is definitely a cool way. That if you want to get fit in VR, play an FPS shooter. I don't know another FPS shooter where you can get, you know, exercise. Uh, so that's what I really liked about it. And actually, I would go back and play it that way again. You are at a slight disadvantage, though, uh, which is uh, which is a sad thing. But I'd love to see if it was popular enough a full Fit Pro 32v32 match, like esports style, and see all that casted. How ridiculous and awesome would that be at the same time? That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be so that was awesome. my highlight. So it exceeded your expectations. Um, it, it it actually did. Um, do I think that the game is going to stay rough throughout its life? Seeing what Raptor Labs has done before, I think so. I think they're probably going to, at some stage, decide to move on to a different thing because they're that kind of ideas factory rather than a polish shop um, from what I take from them. But it's a cool idea. And as I said last week, I, I still think that now is probably the time if you want to check it out and try it, it's probably the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, Doggo agrees. Doggo agrees. Okay, so Rowdy, tell us, we're all dying to know, did you find the secret level in Accounting Plus? The secret zoo level. The secret zoo level, I did. I have tell a us more explanation. Please. Um, yeah, for, for, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for people. So if, if people like don't want to know like what is kind of going on in this, uh, I, I went rather deep into Accounting Plus, like uh, it started off like uh, with the general levels that I've all played before. But since I was really interested in like the other levels, especially like since like Zim warmed me up last week with saying like, oh, you know, the, the road scene, like that feels a bit of Bonnie and Clyde, like it's pretty messed up. So I, I was like, I need to try that one out. Uh, and then, of course, I, I found another secret level, which was uh, summoning the devil uh, by eating a demonic uh, poop. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. Why that? Is. But it's uh, it's it's a rather weird kind of episode, weird kind of stuff that you need to be doing, uh, and uh, it's. It's it's very fun though. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's 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 something that is unique in trying it, and something that is the uh, at the same time I want to like dive back in to see if there is something that I missed. Um, and with the the music is really good in it as well. It's like all custom made music that they made specifically for like the for like the 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 thing that you're doing, and it loops in a really cool way so that every time that you don't do something, it will keep on like 
repeating it like you need to eat that demonic poop for the game to continue and otherwise the game just like keeps on like singing like eat that poop and like you know like <laughs> which is really well done by the way i'm not i'm not what, what scene was that in i i cannot remember eating well, it's, any it's, it's, it's the secret level like if you yeah. go to where the spoilers are what oh no 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 i do remember that yeah yeah okay okay i've seen it i've yeah. seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to find like the secret coin and then like uh try to get into that one uh yeah. that's uh that was a, a lot of fun i really enjoyed that one and then uh the other thing that i then like really wanted to get into was like the zoo level like you know what of it is through so first i i went through reddit i like you know searched through everything like what was uh, was already being found there and then uh, i got like the the clues that i you know the, the steps that I should follow to get to uh, the the secret level, which was actually fairly simple since they implemented it in an update later. Uh, so you had to like take like the cornflakes in the king's level and then like get everything out of there and then make sure that uh, the 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 thing like dro- like a pill drops and then you need to eat that pill and then you get like thrown into like some kind of weird kind of scene. Uh, right. That is. Uh, just really really weird like it's with a clown that starts explaining everything and he explains where the secret zoo level is he fully explains right. you just need to let him finish and uh when you when you listen to him like it's uh it's all there it's all explained all revealed all explained does anyone yeah. else feel like we're getting trolled right now because i re- the face on rowdy just now i feel like he was trolling I just don't think he wants to give away too much. I think that's the thing because yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a very cool experience. The the last thing because it's um, it's a very cool implementation of what they've done, and the the character of the clown is 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 just very very well done. Very very well done. Yeah, I played uh, Accounting Plus this week as well. My favorite part of it was just joining the gang. And then, like, being part of that gang. And it being was tough, so cool. you know? They were like, oh, you're such a badass. He's, yeah, drinking, so tough. he's drinking the alcoholic drink. Oh, he's so badass. Scooter, scooter. That's what I like. Like the, the Bonnie and Clyde scene as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, being in that truck <laughs> was hilarious. There it goes to the next level, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. when you when you play accounting plus you you know you uh, discover that you know you pretty much appreciate the art of dialogue and you know yeah, yeah it's so well done it's so well yeah, done exactly. Exactly. because the dialogue it doesn't really end I like back when it was it doesn't end no. back when it was out on the PlayStation I actually did like an episode of like you know just like letting the characters finish just let them talk as long as they can up until like they would repeat or they were like just stop. And it was literally like the first, like just like picking up the telephone alone was already like, you know, 25 or 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes on and on. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, awesome, man. Okay. So uh, this week, uh, I know I promised last week that I was going to play Red Matter um, and I didn't do it. I broke my promise. So what? apologies to you everyone. You didn't do it? Okay. I didn't do it. You need oh, to be punished. We need to, we need to punish him with something. Burgers. I have justification. Mm. Burgers. No, no, no. no. Burgers. And sadly, I, I lost two days. I lost two days of playing time, potential playing time. Uh, one, because I was upgrading my PC uh, uh, with the whatever. new card. Yeah. yeah. And then secondly, I was playing with Cyber Shoes. Uh, I was having trouble with them. Uh, had some real issues with them, technical issues uh, that was basically caused by them sending out a wrong carpet for me to use. So it caused <laughs> like a electrostatic discharge, which then interrupted the signal, which then made the shoes not work correctly in game. Um, so 
I wasted a day trying that out and they've actually sent me a, a new carpet now. So I'll be trying it next week. Um, so I didn't get to try red matter, but it is on my priority list. So I will, I will try it. And it is actually, uh, one of the games on the daily discount today, actually. So exactly. if you're interested, oh. in, the, the, go this and check was, it out. The timing would have been perfect. I know, Mike. The I know, timing, I know. Tatiana is sitting there crying tears. I know. Yeah. Crying Apologies. tears Apologies. for this. I, I'm, I'm afraid we need a new host. Yeah, yeah um, I think so. So a, a more also, dedicated uh, host. Uh, looking at the chat, we have some people that also played a few VR games. We have uh, Ice Vogel, that's that's like a German name, I guess, um, saying that he played Astrobot. Um, we have Sakura, who says Red Matter or Riot. But <laughs> uh, Tuk played uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Pancake Ooh. stuff. Um, and then we have GD Max, uh, who played GT Spart. Um, Zim totally approves, I would say. Nope. Burning rubber in VR nope. is, is the best uh, thing ever. Yeah, it's, not, it's nope. not a great game, though. That's the problem. Oh, okay, but. okay. Oh, so, sorry, Sim, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we have uh, Michael Fletcher, who just finished Lone Echo. Hey. Oh, nice. Awesome yeah. game. And yeah. uh, now, talking about Lone Echo, just quickly throw it out there, you can now watch the Lone Echo 2 trailer ah. in VR in the Rift. Yes. They recently dropped it, but for some reason, it's not at the top of the store. It's kind of sunk halfway down. So you have okay. to scroll down a bit to find it. But you can I actually- couldn't find it. Like, I couldn't even find Like, I was searching for it, actually. Yeah. But I couldn't find I had to, like, manually find it. But I'm yeah. so happy it's on the, on the Oculus Home Store now because I tried it on the go. But then I had to like stream the Facebook video and I could download it too, but it was still in a low quality. And exactly. this version on PC is actually legit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely go and check it out. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I do want to talk about this week is Ghostbusters VR. Uh, I will, oh I will try God. Red Matter, but I tried <laughs> Ghostbusters. Um, and so to basically explain it, it's split into two different experiences. One's called Firehouse and one's called Showdown. They're both $9.99 each in US dollars. And I was really excited about it because, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s, loved Ghostbusters growing up. And actually being a Ghostbuster in VR just sounded awesome, right? Like what could possibly go wrong? Um, But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Like (laughs) I played Firehouse yesterday and then Showdown actually released today. So I tried it this morning. And in Firehouse, you get to explore the iconic Firehouse from Ghostbusters, obviously. You meet Slimer, you get to sit in Ecto-1, you get to assemble like a proton pack. And you think, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And that all lasts about five minutes and then the game's over, which is oh. it's tragic because there's literally five minutes worth of gameplay and it builds up to something and then it just ends. And yeah. when you oh, realize who it's well. made by, uh, it's made by Sony Pictures and uh, Create VR, who are the same studio that made the Spider-Man Homecoming experience. So you can kind of understand where this kind of you know, uh, design of building up to something and then just ending comes from, which they did oh. in Spider-Man as well. But the thing was with Spider-Man, it was a free experience. So you couldn't really complain that much. This is this just a paid ad. Yeah. But this is a paid experience. This is nine $99. Mm. Um, so it's literally five minutes, no replayability. So I was like really annoyed actually about the whole thing. And then I was like, okay, I'll try out Showdown this morning. And it was basically the same deal, but like it was maybe 10 minutes, but it was like a wave shooter in terms of ghosts in the streets of New York. And again, mm-hmm. it builds up to a huge payoff and then just ends again. And you're just like, this is ridiculous. And so you, it just you're saying of- that you skipped Red Matter? To play, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. We're gonna, we're gonna beat him up like continually the entire episode. Red Matter is a great game, and you should go and buy this. But I think it was important to get it out there, information-wise, that you really shouldn't back this, and you should save your money. 
There's one more thing that I want to say about this because I, I thought <laughs> like you wrote like a review on the on the Oculus Go website, and I did the same thing because I tried it as well. And yeah. uh, the the funny thing was like I I didn't know that you wrote a review, but I only saw it like later. But like you wrote like a proper review on the on the thing, like saying you know it lasted five minutes. While I said everything about the the game was uh, my title was what. I was happy that the, t the, t the tutorial was finally over, but then I realized it was the entire game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. But and this game came out like like a while ago because it first yeah, it launched on PlayStation VR and then this Ghostbuster uh, uh, VR experience launched on Steam. Mm. For some reason, if you were from Europe, you couldn't play it because it was for US only and also on home, by the way, on Oculus Home. It was like locked because this yeah. game is on PC for like a month or two now. Yep. And now suddenly this week, because it's Halloween, it's finally unlocked for everyone. So now everyone can play it. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was really important. And I even put a review on Oculus Home, you know, like uh, of my thoughts of the game, because it just felt like a blatant cash grab. Like it was exploiting this <laughs> IP that everyone loves and <sighs> adores from their childhood yeah. and just putting it in a game that lasts like five to 10 minutes each mm -hmm. and charging you $20 for both experiences. And it just like Sony Pictures and this Create VR studio should just be ashamed of themselves from what they've done here. And, and Sony Pictures Virtual Reality Team, you know, they've made some of the worst VR experiences out there. You know, they made Jumanji, they made Jumanji. Hotel Transylvania, they made, uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, and now this. But it, it feels like they're, they're becoming like, I don't know if you guys watch the Angry Video Game Nerd, <laughs> but he always refers to this uh, company called LJN, who made, like, movie uh, adaptations of games for, like, the NES. And they were, like basically the same as Sony Pictures right now. Everything they touched just turned to dog shit. So it was just like, I just got really angry about it and it made my blood boil about, you know, this experience and how they come could on, have on, the audacity. Come to touch so much say, about it. it looked great though. I, I I was like, you know, this this looks actually quite all right, but it was just a, such a short experience. By the time that you're like actually in the game and you like, you have the feeling, okay, the tutorial is over. Uh, I hope that I get like some locomotion options, which uh, are not there either. Uh, but then the game is like already over and it, it leaves right. on like, you know, a point that you think like, okay, the game is going to start just like, yeah. like with Spider-Man initially also did, like, you know, you have the, finally you can web sling and then yeah. you do your first web sling it's like over <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but it wasn't like with spider-man it was obvious that they wanted you to go to the movie after it ended and with ghostbusters it's like it came out after the movie uh not like even close to the launch of the movie so i don't even know where this idea just like why do they make this like it's kind of random to just this was also again one of those videos where you can see like the disappointment in my face at the ending like i haven't released the video yet but i was editing it and you can just see the disappointment in my face yeah. when it ends like <laughs> well, there's like on the flip side not all movie tie-ins are bad i i did one on no. uh, i think on your recommendation mike i don't know if it was you Arkin. who said it but i think so um the the Arkin. go laura oh. laura croft mm. uh tomb raider one. Oh yes tomb raider escape ah. it's not that long but it's free. And to be honest, they do the game and that's maybe 20 minutes. They do the trailer, which is maybe, I don't know, eight minutes or something, but it feels like a right proportion. It's like, mm. yeah, you know what? I would have considered to go watch yeah. that movie now. But it was uh, free, right? It's free. And the quality, yeah. like they do yeah. some VR design stuff that other games don't do. If you have a go, I'm going to mandate that you download and try that because mm. uh, it, yeah. it, it actually shows off a Lara Croft type game could work. In, the the thing that annoyed me the go, most I, was just like, the Ghostbusters franchise would have been such an epic game to do in VR. Like, imagine four-player co-op 
Ghostbusters oh, yeah. game where you could go to like mansions around New York or places around New York and, and play together and catch ghosts together and upgrade oh. your kit, upgrade your, your, your car, and then maybe take down like the, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man at the end, like in some epic battle. It would have been so freaking cool. Oh, yeah. um, From other just, suns there, right? Like, exactly. like follow that same model, yeah. four players, yeah. the left for dead mix yeah. and boom. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. It depends on what, what the target is. If you want to sell the movie, you're not going to make something like that big time right now, at least. Um, and maybe later. Yeah. I, it feels like this was one that could have been in the cinema next to the movie uh, and, and, and people could just try it for like five to 10 minutes and then like, okay, let's, let's watch Ghostbusters. Um, but let's say if you don't want to spend your money on Ghostbusters, uh, you could uh, jump into uh, Blade Runner is still like a good one. And uh, I think that Coco, if you want to do some co-op mm, uh, with yeah, your friends, uh, is also super fun. Uh, it's mm. really decent. That's a yeah, funny so, one. It was $10, $10 no? What? Coco? $10, no? Oh, Ghostbusters, yeah, both parts were $10 each. And that was the worst oh. thing about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no yeah. deal for, for buying two of them. No, on PSVR, mm. they've got a deal bundle for both of them uh, for $10. Oh, but on Oculus like, Home, you have to buy them both separately imagine for $10 if, each. Imagine if there is actually coming like a, a, a decent Ghost, Ghostbusters like experience or game, like a solid one, where you could buy like a version of the PSVR aim controller as like a, an actual, you know. I haven't seen what? the other one yet. I've only And the scanner the too, the scanner. I want to have the scanner as a haptic one. Like haptic the second one came out today, scanner. Rowdy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Showdown came out today. Quick creator question for you all, because I'm curious how this affects YouTubers. Are you really in your hearts disappointed in a game that's utterly terrible uh, and that isn't just mediocre? Because for me, I find you got entertainment either if the game's great or the game's awful. But in that horrible trough in the middle, you get nothing from it. No purchase at all. I don't mind... What do you find? I, 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 and this is what I said in my review because, like, I haven't recommended that many games recently. Like, I, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I didn't recommend Twilight Path. I didn't recommend Evasion. It kind of feels like I'm being a bit of a hater, but I'm not. And it's just because I'm very passionate about the industry, and I think people need to get it right uh, for VR to be successful. But stuff like this, where they charge so much money for something that's of poor quality and doesn't last very long, is just, you know, it, it's unforgivable in my book. I think. Um, and I'm more upset about that than anything else. Like an average game, because I understand that some people might get something out of Evasion. You know, I said, if, if, if you have a friend that can play it together, then you might enjoy it. But this, there's just no way you can be satisfied after spending that much money and, 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 and having this experience. Not from a review perspective, Mike, but I mean from an entertainment value. So for people who are maybe rowdy, you're better for the question. But like, do you see what I'm saying here? I'm saying like, if, if a game's bad enough, it turns into Mystery Science Theater 3000 a little bit, where you're just... Even if it is not something people should buy. Yeah, sometimes you have games that are so bad that people are still interested, you know, like how bad is it? Like, you know, how how far does this game take things? Like it happens in movies as well. Like you have like uh, something called uh, the disaster movie. I don't know if you guys seen that, but it's about <laughs> like it's a it's a movie about the worst movie ever. Think, uh, oh right uh, yeah, oh yeah, so there's yeah. an actual movie called the disaster movie i, oh, I just yeah, thought you yeah. were talking the about actual things movie like it's called the room and it really is like if you if you watch that movie it's it's insanely bad but it's so bad that everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true it's a it's a funny yeah. concept and because but it, it has such a scene around and it's such like a, a cult that has developed around it <laughs> a movie about making that movie making the worst movie ever mm. the disaster movie but yeah. I, th- I think Zim is right. Like the, 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 the Spider-Man one as well. If it's it's about a movie, you know, and, and, and people uh, share that on YouTube, Facebook, like the Spider-Man one, for example, is like one of the most viewed ones of this year. 
um, you know, everyone was watching it. It had like everyone got millions of views yeah, on YouTube and Facebook too. Like people were totally like, oh, uh, Spider-Man, like Spider-Man in VR, we want that. So even that it's bad from a, from a, a consumer perspective, still people well. still uh, don't see the full picture. Let's say if you are a VR veteran and you play this, you're like, okay, I never want to play this again. But from a consumer who'd never played VR before, they love this. They think like, this is great. This is amazing. So even my review where I said like, don't buy Spider-Man, like three, four million people watched it. And most comments are like, hey, this is great. I want to play this too. I said you should play it, but people still want to do it. So at the same time, I mean, they made that game to promote the movie. And at the same time, they were running a ton of Spider-Man ads on on YouTube. So those Spider-Man ads are more likely to get shown Uh, on Spider-Man videos. So those are the videos are more likely to get promoted by YouTube. So that also Mm -hmm. explains a bit why you get like way more views on those kind of videos. Because, yeah, I mean. But they also know that people are going to share these experiences themselves. So they just do everything. So, I mean, in the end, you could say like, it's a bad experience but you promoted the movie anyway, so they made money <laughs> of you, so it, it doesn't really matter. Like, same with Ghostbusters. I mean, Mike Mike played Ghostbusters, said it's bad. There will be some some noobs that watch this, and they're going to be like, whoa, this is fun. I want to I wanna also, you know, catch a Slimer. And then uh, Mike sold a game again, even that my, he my, my didn't recommend know it. Better. My audience know better than that. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Another, so anyway, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if they still know, Mike. Uh, is this a... My audience could beat up your audience because that's <laughs> no, what I'm no, hearing. No. Is there a fight about to go down? Let, let's move on. Let's move on because we've got <laughs> okay. a lot to talk about. We've got a lot. Yeah, we've got sure. loads. Yeah, sure. So let's talk about Oculus Go casting and uh, kick off some small news this week. So we've been waiting for this feature for so long. It's been uh, talked about for a while, and we finally got it rolled out this week. And so users can finally cast what they're seeing in the headset to a mobile device, someone else can watch what they're doing, essentially. And this is great for people that want to demo, uh, you know, the Oculus Go to people that maybe have never tried VR before, so they can watch what they're seeing on a mobile phone and guide them through the experience. Now, a lot of people were having trouble actually pushing this update to the headset. And if you're interested to basically the way I did it to get the casting feature, which is under sharing in the menu, uh, I turned the headset on. I went through the menu in VR and then put the headset on charge for like 10 minutes, then turned it off, like completely off, not a restart, power it off completely, and then powered it back on again. And then the casting app was in my menu. And basically then what you have to do is you have to make sure that your Go and your mobile device, whether it be an iPhone or an Android, are on the same Wi-Fi network, ideally a five gigahertz Wi-Fi network. And then when you press casting in the headset, it will send a notification to your mobile device and then you just click on that notification and then it'll open up the cast and you can see exactly what's being portrayed in the headset in real time, which is really cool, I think. And, and you've been experimenting with it as well, right, Zim? I saw you trying yeah. it out on uh, on Twitch. Um, and I think it's, it's a neat feature and I think it's great for businesses to walk clients through demos and, and for developers to show off their new games at events and shows. And if you want to show off VR to maybe people that have never tried VR before, like friends and families, so you can guide them through the menu system and tell them what to do. But it's not really for us as content creators, right? Because it doesn't include the audio. It's just the video stream only. Um, And the quality still, for me, for recording a video and putting it up on YouTube isn't as good as recording the video natively to the headset itself. Um, So I don't know what your sort of experience was live streaming it because that was an all different ballgame altogether, right? Yeah, I 
I've I've only live streamed once before where I did a hokey thing where you use the um, cast to Facebook option and then kind of picked that up in a browser and represented it in OBS with a bit of a delay, but it was still nearly watchable. Uh, this is far more, this is actually just past what I would call the watchable barrier for quality. So the casting quality is enough that I can fill a screen with uh, and have, you know, face cam there and, and, and play away. Um, I was really, what, the thing I was really surprised about was um, for those of you who have played uh, with an Oculus Go for an extended period of time, you know that one of two things happens. Either you don't have a battery pack, uh, in which case your headset lasts maybe two hours, or you've got a battery pack, and because what it's doing is intensive, it, you get an overheat notification, which basically says you might want to take that thing off your head before the battery explodes and you get blinded by it. Don't think about that too long. Oculus Go is still a cool product. Um, but what I what I found was I ran for three hours, no problem. Uh, casting worked. We tried a few different games. Standout game for me... I, I would just plug for a second was Land's End. Fantastic little game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did a cool. whole bunch of different things. Did one Drop Dead as well, Mike, That which I, I thought I wouldn't like, but I actually really liked that one. Good yeah, Halloween good. one. I'll shout that out again later. <clears throat> um, but I, I was I was impressed at how well it handled. And I think if you're, if you're fine with taking a tetherless headset, I mean, I could unplug entirely and prance around my room if I wanted, untethered and be casting, no audio. Jack in, get the audio. Jack in, get some juice, right? Because you need it after a bit of time. Otherwise, the thing falls over and the cast stops. So that's no good. But I was surprised that it was kind of the first comparable casting solution. So yeah. I, I actually I actually thought that it was pretty good. The only thing, the only secret sauce you need for casting it is something to take advantage of the cast so that instead of to your mobile phone, you're casting to a PC or a TV or something and then capturing mm-hmm. from there if you're a, if you're a capture artist. Um, or, or cast, or, you know, cast to a phone as standard and capture the phone. That was the way that, right. that I did it. And there's cheap software out there for 10 or 20 bucks, a whole bunch of different types. Check Reddit. If you're curious about that, um, there's loads of options out there. <laughs> things that people have told me about that I'll experiment with as well, that are even better quality than what I had done. You can capture actually quite a nice image off of the thing, even yeah. over the casting. So I did I'm, ha- I'm happy with it sans the audio if they fix if they give us yeah. the audio stream which yeah. i still think must be tied to the audio processing in this device it is. which is it why is. they it haven't is. done it it must be yeah. i mean you wouldn't ship it otherwise without that and they haven't had that since since launch so it must be a harder problem than it appears i got the impression out. when i spoke to people from oculus about it at oc5 that it was an android issue that they couldn't overcome um that's that's the story that I heard. Um, but I did notice during your stream that you had issues with the audio from the user's perspective when you tried Face Your Fears. Like it Only caused... Face Your Fears. Face Your Fears right. is a known game. It's got an awful audio. Uh, I think it's due to the frequency of, of the choice audio samples in the game. Right. Because right, what okay. it does is every, let's say, 60 seconds, 10 seconds of kind of like cyclical, horrible noise coming through. But no other game had that. I actually wondered okay. if it was going to be a casting problem because uh, it was there at the start of the show probably when you were watching and and it didn't turn out to be a problem in any other title and on reddit that confirmed it as well other people have found the other thing to definitely mention big big deal you can take this thing take a chainsaw your favorite chainsaw and just right down the middle because mm-hmm. only about half half of the apps are actually enabled to cast at the moment developers quick shout to you there is a back-end developer switch enabled you can enable that to allow casting 
Uh, let me just say that every single app that I casted, people have wanted to buy. It's a really smart idea if you turn casting on. Um, so that's Noted. all. I'm just going to say that. Cool. Cool. Okay. So just while we're on the subject of the Go, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Thumper because that was one of the games I tested the casting feature on and they updated the game on the day I was testing it for mm. gamepad support and we were talking about that when we mentioned thumper was coming to the go originally and uh if you're interested in picking up this game because i know a lot of people held off because it didn't have gamepad support initially it does have it now and if you're interested in a gamepad for the go then i would recommend the one that zim's <laughs> holding right now and nathy's holding right now and that is the xbox one s uh controller make sure it's the s version because it's got bluetooth enabled in it and the normal xbox one controller doesn't so make sure you get the right one or you can check out the Steel Series XL if you're looking for another alternative. But I would say that the Xbox One S <laughs> is still the one to go for. It's just bloody expensive. And the, and the biggest gripe I have about it, Mike, is um, having taken the recommendation uh, to get one. It does work easy to pair, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's unfortunate the Go doesn't remember the pairing more readily. Like, I find I have to map it every time I use it. Right? Do you have that yep. same problem? Same problem, yep. And the other thing is, the majority of games that I play with it, Thumper included, uh, I like better with the touch control, which is really weird. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why, but I think I, the touch controller, because people, dev, developers have to assume, oh, they're only going to have the, 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 wait, what's it called? The Go controller? Like, the Go controller, yeah. Go controller. Steven? Okay, the Steven controller. St the Steven controller. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like... I'm really impressed at what developers can do with this. Like the Thumper devs did a really mm. good job of translating Thumper. If anyone can bloody beat the game with just this thing, yeah. good job. You're a wizard. Dude, you yeah. can even play Beat Saber with this controller. I mean, uh, also uh, a shout out to all the Oculus Go owners in the chat. We have uh, a few, uh, a bunch. We have uh, Stefan. We have uh, Watuk. We have uh, Michael. Um and we have Ice Vogel once again. We have Megan Mason, of course. Um, we hey. even have Bryant, who has two. Wow. He's he's like having, you know, extra oh, resolution God. for himself. Oh, so he's just wearing two yeah. this way. So, yeah, shout out to all of you. It's We're great. About... I mean, the Go is like an amazing device still, you know. It I is. love it. It is. It is fantastic, especially for newcomers to VR. Preach. So let's talk about the other end of the spectrum now then, which is the Pimax. Uh, because they opened up their website for pre-orders this week for the Pimax 8K and the Pimax 5K+. Plus. And uh, just to give you some pricing right now, because we've got that information now, Pimax 5K Plus is $699. When it opened on Kickstarter, it was $399. So if you backed on Kickstarter, you got a decent $200 saving there. Same with the 8K, because to buy it from the website now is $799. Uh, and it was $499 on the Kickstarter campaign. Mm. But interestingly, on the website now, they've got a Pimax 5K Business Edition, which is $999, US but it comes with an OLED panel over an LCD panel. So you're going to get more vibrant colors, darker blacks, a crisper sort of uh, display. And you can also pre-order the controllers and the base station for 300 bucks uh, because right now the prices that I just gave you are basically just for the headset alone. You don't get any controllers, you don't get any base stations, and they're unlikely to come until way into next year. So really, if you're buying one of these headsets right now, yeah, you, you need to have the original Vive controllers and base stations, yeah. or you need to go and source 
the original Vive base stations and controllers. Um, but interestingly enough as well, there was no mention of the original 8KX. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Oh, that was like the super, super deluxe version. And it seems like that's completely that, dropped off the radar but now. But there, there, there was the business version, right? Was it? I no, think no, it no. was the business edition. No, oh. it was like an 8KX version, which was like a super extreme 8K version. Okay. So I'm not quite sure what's happened to that. I don't know whether they dropped it all together or they've changed it or what. But. Hmm. Um, but if you're a backer like me, um, don't worry. These headsets won't be shipping out to consumers that buy this headset from the website directly until all the Kickstarter backers have been fulfilled. Um, they said recently that 90% of all backers should have their headsets by Christmas. Hmm. Um but I haven't heard anything. I haven't had like a, a backer form to fill in or anything like that for my backing yet. So still got to wait and see. Wait, so do I do have your address or you still have to fill that in? Or is it somewhere? Um, I think they normally send out a questionnaire, especially because of the confusion with the 8K and the 5K plus. Like they've given you an option now to drop down to the 5K plus because of the yeah. graphical horsepower that's required to power the 8K yeah. version. Um, and I haven't had that questionnaire go out to me yet. And I think you only get that when it's nearing time to get your okay. back shipped. So did anyone already like receive one from the backers? I think I heard a few people yes. talk about that. Yeah, apparently so. They are going out, but I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing for a company they, like they this did to a, get a pre-batch first to test probably like uh, the you know the, the process of like uh, getting it ready to to go to the backers so they mm. what they usually yeah. do is they do like a small batch and they send that to the backers to see if like everything kind of went all right and after that they will probably increase production i have mm. to say though like their pre-orders everything went wrong <laughs> like yeah holy yeah moly, i was gonna say exactly their website basically crashed and then it got hacked and then had issues. And, and this I is kind of my point. If it got hacked though, because they, they did something with security because I, I screenshot it at the moment that I entered it. And it was just like a, like, you know, the WordPress site, like just a standard and someone logged in because there was a thread going on, on, on Reddit. Someone logged in with the standard, de- you know, the default password and the default user login, and you just change the website. I got, I think I got the tweet somewhere here up as well. Where they were able I, to change the website? Yeah, they were able to change the website. So wow. the person wow. typed in the website, uh, hello world, hello, how in the world have I been able to log into the Pimax website and do this? All I wanted to do is pre-order, and now I have access to the WordPress site. Please sort this out, a true supporter. Wow. And that's that's the thing, like, it kind of like brings it around full circle because I'm surprised of the lack of marketing from Pimax right now. And this thing with the website and people having issues pre-ordering and and this thing with the security issue as well, you know, it kind of makes them, it doesn't, they don't come across as professional. That's what I'm saying. It kind of comes across a bit half-assed. And, and, and this is kind of a bit concerning from a consumer standpoint, because if you think, well, if they're, if it's this level of quality just for their marketing or their website, are we going to see that represented in the final product as well? So I can understand a lot of people's concerns right now uh, about the Not headset. That, because if you have something that goes wrong with the headset, like, you know, what, what kind of support can you expect to, mm. to you know, be to, be, to reach out to? Like, uh, if there's so much trouble already with the website, how is it going to be when there's going to be like, I don't know how many people backed it, but if there's going to be like some problems with like a, a small portion, even like how are they going to handle that just logistically? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping open-minded though, because, you know, I, I am interested in the product. And the thing is right now, Pimax have got a perfect opportunity and we'll talk more about it later when we talk about Rift 2.0 information, but they've got a perfect opportunity right now where they've got the most advanced headset for the consumer market available. And with Rift 2.0 supposedly being delayed or canceled, they've got this yeah. opportunity now to really sort of grab the market by the balls and say, look, we're the ones that are doing this. Yeah. Um, so really, if they'd stepped up their game now and had everything in line, I think they would have really done a lot better. But I think with these concerns, it may be putting people off. But we'll talk more about that later on. But I just thought, you know, thing, though, I wanted to ask you guys, like there's something on the on the Pimax website that is worth one dollar and it's called a price difference. Does anyone know what exactly that is or what that is for? Because I, I, I mean, I could literally order that. I added it to my basket and I could check out with the one dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really so, know what it would do. But... So basically, what I uh, assumed it was was that all the prices are like six nine nine, seven nine nine. So if you pay one dollar, it just rounds it up to a nice even number. That's my only guess. Uh, I've never <laughs> never heard of that before. I don't know why no, they would do something like that. But then again, I saw something else weird on the website, and that was that the eight K was advertised as best for eight K video, and I was like, wow. I don't think I've ever seen an 8K video before. <laughs> so, that you know, it's best for 8K video, apparently. But, but I, I do want to say that the, the, the prices, it's it, like these prices are almost the same as the prices we saw two years ago with the consumer market starting off with, you know, the, the Rift and the Vive. So mm. I think the, the, the pricing on them is... Let's say if they if they were just controllers with them and base stations. Yeah, it's not a full great. Though. But that's that's the only thing. Like you have to count that up with with the price it already. Like it's it's a good price if it was like the whole package. I would yeah. say. Yeah. 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 As you've been messing around with the website, then Rowdy, does that mean you're <laughs> interested in buying one? <laughs> yeah, of course. I I, I already pre-ordered my one dollar <laughs> price difference. <laughs> All right, you're looking for that one dollar price difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope. Okay. So let's. Me. Yeah. Let's talk about game releases this week. We've only got one, um, and it's not releasing next week. It's actually released already, but I thought it was worth mentioning, and that was Crazy Machines VR. Now, Fact Software, uh, they're back with their sort of Crazy Machines franchise, and they've been making these games for years on PC. They're available on Steam. Uh, But this is the first time they're bringing the game to VR, and this time you actually get to play as the Crazy Professor himself. So if you're familiar with these games, you'll know who the Crazy Professor is, but now you get to be him. And uh, you get to explore some impressive worlds and game mechanics, 40-plus different levels, and uh, you have a fun and interactive sandbox uh, environment as well, so you can actually play around with the bits and pieces. It's all kind of physics-based, which is kind of cool, especially as they start messing with gravity in some environments later on, so that's kind of interesting when things are floating around, you have to piece things together. And if you're kind of not familiar with it or you're an audio listener and you can't see the trailer that we're playing right now, imagine what it would be like if you got to control elements of a Wallace and Gromit contraption (laughs) where you know like a little domino effect kicks off a chain reaction you know and leading up to something big and epic that's basically what it's like a bit like a mousetrap you know if you remember that old school game kind of like that kind of thing you know you kick off a chain reaction something really cool happens um but it released on steam this week uh for rift vive and windows mr Uh, Some people uh, in their Steam reviews have said that it's a little bit too easy to solve some of the problems right now because most of the machines are already constructed and there's only a couple of pieces that are remaining. You have to kind of slot them in and they kind of snap in place so it doesn't take away any of the guesswork. Uh, It takes away some of the guesswork, I mean. Um, 
So that's a bit of a shame to hear that. But overall, people have enjoyed the experience. The sandbox mode is not there. Apparently, there's a sandbox oh, okay. mode, yeah. But what, what it really needs, a game like this, is a, a, a creator mode where people from the community can build their own levels using the assets from the game and then share them with other people. Yeah, that's because, what I meant with you know, the sandbox. Oh, right. No, it doesn't have that. It has a sandbox, apparently. I don't know how deep that is, but certainly a user-created mode where you could share yeah. that with other people would be a, a, you know, a winning um, sort of yeah. feature of this game if they implemented it. Or imagine if you could have this 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 game implemented into the toy box demo from oculus where you are on the other side of the table and we built this contraption together together. yeah that would be so cool that would really be next level um but a lot of people were really interested in this title on reddit so i thought it was worth mentioning on the show uh but you can pick it up now it's uh, 11.99 in british pounds on steam 15.99 in us dollars uh and that's with a 20 percent launch discount which is available for this week it's not available on oculus home yet so just steam only Uh, But I thought I'd throw that one out there if you're interested in picking up a game this week. But we're going to be talking about more games later on at the end of the show, but they're all kind of horror, spooky games. So it depends what kind of bag you're interested in. But let's get into the juicy topic of this week's show, and that is Brendan Aribe leaving Facebook. Now, this was one of the biggest and most surprising bits of news this week, I thought. And for those that don't know who Brendan Aribe is, he was part of the initial Oculus team back in 2012. Like before it was bought by Facebook and he was working alongside Palmer Lucky, uh, Nate Mitchell, Michael Antonov, and Andrew Scott Reese. Uh, for those that you don't know, Andrew Scott Reese actually died. He was one of the founding members of Oculus in 2012, but he died tragically in a car accident in 2013. Um, but Aribe, he held the role of CEO right up through the acquisition by Facebook. And he stayed there right up until 2016. And that's when Hugo Barra, who previously worked for Xiaomi, actually, uh, took over as the head of Oculus. And when you think about it, that kind of makes sense that he was working for Xiaomi. And that's how maybe that relationship between the Go and the the Chinese version of the Go was formed because that relationship was already there. Um, But in a post on Facebook, anyway, Aribe said, uh, so much has happened since the day we founded Oculus in July 2012. I could never have imagined how much we would accomplish and how far we would come. And now, after six incredible years, I am moving on. I'm deeply proud and grateful for all that we've done together. We've assembled one of the greatest research and engineering teams in history, delivered the first step of true virtual presence with with Oculus Rift and Touch, and inspired an entirely new industry. We started a revolution that will change the world in ways we can't even envision. And as for me, this will be the first real break I've taken in 20 years. It's time to recharge, reflect, and be creative. I'm super excited for the next chapter. So that's what he posted on Facebook, and uh, it was kind of a bit of a shock for everyone, really. But TechCrunch wrote an article, and they claimed that the reason that Aribe left Facebook was due to the cancellation of Rift 2, uh, and claiming that they had information from a close source that that was the case. And this got, like, everyone triggered. <laughs> like, the whole the whole community was kind of, like, wondering what the heck was going on with <laughs> Oculus. Uh, did this mean that two point, uh, a Rift 2.0 was cancelled and that yeah. you know future PC VR headsets from Oculus was dead? Well, I don't <laughs> think that's the case. Um, but according to the article, Aribe and Facebook executive team had fundamental different views on the future of Oculus that grew deeper over time. And Aribe wasn't interested in a race to the bottom in terms of performance. And they, you know, what they're referring to there is obviously the quest because, you know, we were all at OC5, and we know that the Oculus Quest is a huge push 
uh, and a different direction for Oculus in terms of their stake in the VR industry compared to other companies right now. Um, and although the community was very concerned about this, Nate Mitchell was very quick to respond on Twitter saying, a lot of questions today about the future of Rift. Uh, we're still driving forward on the Rift PC platform with new hardware, software, and content. Lots of great stuff in the works, more to share in the months ahead. And that was confirmed and reiterated by a spokesperson from Oculus who stated, um, you know, remember what Mark Zuckerberg said at OC5, when we release the next version of Rift, which isn't this year, all of the content that works on Rift will also work on the next version as well. So they basically, although they haven't said it directly, they're, they're saying that they're still working on the next version of Rift. Of course they are. Um, and obviously we don't know the full facts why Brendan Aribe left. And I don't think we'll ever likely know for years to come, maybe one day in the future, he'll but tell us all why. You can um, also just leave. I mean, it, exactly. It doesn't need like, to have like a story bound to that. I exactly. Mean, you can just leave and try something new. I mean, everyone does that. From it's time like, to time. Uh, I know that we talked about that like a little while ago. Well, you have like, especially like, you know, Silicon Valley, like, you know, the, the rest and vest like kind of culture. It is kind of like, you know, normal for someone to eventually leave because they made their money they can't make any more money uh they want new challenges because it's it's really bad for your career if you like keep on working on the same project but you don't really have that much of a function anymore except for you know like uh, uh certain very important things but it kind of makes sense for like uh people in such a position to eventually move on to a different kind of project like something completely different uh to make sure that they stay relevant as well. But I'm sure if he'd have said that, it would have been a different story and the VR community's reaction would have been different. It was the TechCrunch article that really stirred up things. Um, <laughs> and I think it's because, like, we all know that the big push for Oculus and Facebook right now is the Quest. You know, it's basically like the equivalent of a, of a console, right? But a VR headset, which is great for the yeah. VR industry. And I think it's the smartest thing that they could do right now. But I do agree from the enthusiasts that were original backers of Oculus, uh, you know, in the early days, that they're disappointed because they want a next generation Rift. You know, we've seen the Vive Pro have a, a, a you know, a, a, another sort of headset come out. We can see this with the Pimax that they're pushing forward. And yeah. everyone's just waiting now for Oculus to do something. Yeah. And it seems like we're not getting that. And that's disappointing. And I can understand why people are disappointed. But I think ultimately, the Quest in the long run will be a big benefit to the VR industry as a whole. I think it will get more people on board yeah. and then ultimately will lead to bigger sales of PC VR headsets. Yeah. To be honest, I'm um, literally less excited about like a new version of the Rift, like with like, unless they come with like some really cool technology, like, I don't know, like very focal displays, larger field of view, uh, you know, touch controllers that are going around your hands or whatever, like something that is like really next level. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, we have so many games on Oculus Store now on the Steam Store, but you know, when you get all that new technology, you kind of want to use all of that new technology and really cool games as well. And I kind of like the approach that, that Oculus is doing right now is that they are investing yeah. a lot of money into making content and to make sure that you have like that backlog that people are interested in. I think that's a, a much better yeah. strategy to go on to because you need to have content first before you're going to convince yeah. people to, to try it out. And by opening the market up to people, you know, just 
a cheaper headset, even though it's less good or whatever, but still up to a level that people really want to try it, that they broaden a market like that, that will bring so much more people into virtual reality. And that will trigger developers into like making content for that kind of you know, headset as well. Yeah. And that will ultimately benefit all the future versions of the of the Rift and of the Quest. So I, I don't I really don't see that as something worrying yeah. or like a race to the bottom or something. I find uh, that a very yeah. derogative kind of term, like because a race to the bottom is a standalone VR headset with uh, six degrees of freedom in uh, um, full tracking without any PC. It's it's an amazing kind of technology that I I wouldn't have expected to be there already this soon. So yeah. it doesn't really look like a race to the bottom. <laughs> I agree. And I think, you know, we will see a Rift 2.0. You know, Mark Zuckerberg said that there will be another one. Nate Mitchell has kind of confirmed it via Twitter as well. But I just don't, I, I just don't think we'll see it until OC6. I think we'll have to wait until next September at OC6 to have a reveal for Rift 2.0. And then just like, you know, the Quest launch window, it'll be the following year the spring the following year so maybe a rift 2.0 we won't see until 2020 um but i'm kind of happy with that you know we've got things if you're really that level enthusiast and you really want to push pc vr you've got options you've got the pimax now you've got like the samsung odyssey that we're going to talk about very shortly now mm. but will those work very well with the oculus store well that's kind of iffy but the options are there if you really want it um but they're going to oh, be doing I hope, something I hope it will always be like that where you can always, you know, have open VR in, in, in some sort of way. And if that's modding yeah. or doing, yeah. because if it would be like completely closed where there's no way you can even get like into, you know, Oculus Home or somewhere else with a different headset, that would kind of suck. So as long well, as that works, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to have. Even that, you know, it's still better to play a, a Rift game with a Rift. Yeah. But if you, if you don't have that, then... I think though that the, um, the the knuckles controllers will be a, a paradigm shift in terms of the quality of of a of using a different headset on the Oculus Store because if those knuckles controllers work in a similar way yeah. that the touch controllers do, then I think a lot more people are going to be migrating over to Oculus titles but using other hardware, yeah. and that's going to be a very interesting time as well, especially if they're not going to compete compete in the PC VR marketplace. Um, so we've got some really exciting times ahead, I think. Yes, agree. Yeah. Um, it's very very interesting. So uh, and I'm, I'm, we do have a solution though. Like in the chat, Brian says uh, we're just skipping Rift Two and uh, we go straight to Rift Three. Maybe. Problem, Maybe problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually where I, I mean, hearing all this news, um, you know, for a product manager to have maybe their vision, uh, and this is all assumptions based on the, the, the chaos that's been out there in the news. Um, I I would totally buy the story to say that Rift 2 was canceled. But as you said, Nathy, that the next version of a PC version of Rift is still on the pipeline. And that's what I read through the lines of what Oculus has said. Um, because Oculus has since inception, like clockwork on a two year cycle, developed a new product, shown it off and released it and done that yep. again and again and again. And they recently did that with the go they've done it with quest quest is on that track. And I think that that next iteration is, is, is on the, t- on the table and they kind of got forced yeah. to say something about that, which they didn't want to say, because if they wanted to say it, they would have said it at connect. And, and yep. it's just kind of, unfortunately, the community has kind of done this backlash and they've had to p- let us peek into the, the Christmas present. You know, it's like I, I didn't necessarily need that news or that reconfirmation. For me, given the, the track record I have with Oculus on you a product development cycle, 
I trust them. I'm, I'm happy. I, yeah. I'm happy to wait. I think, frankly, if I was sitting in Oculus right now, they're thinking about the Rift, and as they should be, like a console. They develop the controllers like a console, and it should have staying power. And for us as creators, it doesn't matter if I get double the resolution because my audience isn't going to see it anyway. So I don't care. <laughs> I'm like Kind of more like Rowdy, unless it's a different type of system, like the Wii when the Wii dropped. Yep. I'm not going to get super excited about it. And that's why I'm not so excited about like Pimax and things like that. Cause it's just another 10%. I'm in it's the exact same difference. boat. Yeah. And this is why, you know, they said at, at OC five that the first generation is complete and now second generation is to come. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll Absolutely. see it. But, it's so but, software. Software is what causes me to yeah. buy a system. You know, yeah, for I those didn't, out there, I didn't buy the, my PlayStation for, uh, no, for yeah. the only control no. scheme. <laughs> but for those out there, I would just be, you know, reassured by the fact that, you know, people have said, you know, from Oculus, hinted at the fact that PC VR isn't going anywhere from Oculus, put it that way. You know, I'm willing to stake a lot on it to say, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. We'll, we'll see Rift 2.0 at OC6. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, cool. So let's talk about the Samsung Odyssey, talking about more pixels and everything else. Because this week, Samsung announced their new Windows Mixed Reality headset, and that is the Samsung Odyssey Plus. Now, the original Odyssey launched around this sort of time last year, and it featured the Windows inside-out positional tracking system, utilizing the two front-facing cameras, so you don't need any external sensors. And that was kind of one of the big selling points of it, that it was very easy to set up, and you didn't need all these sensors around your room. Just put the thing in, plug it in, and you're good to go. And we're seeing more and more support as well on Steam for Windows MR, you know, we're now seeing that little icon when you see uh, VR games, which is great to see as well. And we've seen some of these VR headsets from the Windows Mixed Reality platform as low as $200. Uh, you know, over the last few months, we talked about it on the show as well. Yeah. Um, but when they announced the uh, the, the Odyssey Plus, uh, the vice president and the PC uh, business team of, of Samsung said, with industry-leading display technology and an enhanced premium design the new samsung odyssey plus offers new levels of immersion improving upon its already brilliant display resolution for a consumer immersive headset and in terms of specs it's actually very similar to the original odyssey Uh, they almost look identical by the way as well like the only difference you can tell between the two headsets is the nose gap if you look at the nose gap of both headsets the original odyssey is uh has got the flaps a bit like the vive pro and the new Odyssey Plus has got like an open nose design, very similar to the Oculus Rift. Um, but both Good. Odysseys feature uh, an AMOLED display with a resolution of 1440 by 1600 pixels per eye, uh, 110 degree FOV at 90 hertz refresh rate, and integrated audio from AKG Harman. Now, the biggest new feature of the new Samsung Odyssey Plus is this new feature that they're calling anti-screen door effect display. Now... This is how they explain it on their website. So prepare yourselves for this. Can I guess? Go on then. All right. A finger comes out and pokes in the eye. So it blurs it and then you can't see the screen door effect. Is that it? So close. So close. I thought I almost got it. <laughs> uh, so they say on their website that the new anti-screen door effect technology effectively delivers over twice the pixel count of the display resolution. And then they put in small print how they do it. The display solves screen door effect by applying a grid that diffuses light coming from each pixel and replicating the picture to areas around each pixel. This makes the spaces between pixels near impossible to see. And in result, your eyes perceive the diffused light as part of the visual content with a perceived pixel per inch of 1,233 pixels per inch, which is double that of the already high 
616 pixels per inch of the previous generation Odyssey. And now they're saying, so the perceived pixels per inch is double, but in fact, it's not. Like they're saying the resolution is actually lower, but it's the perceived resolution that is actually higher. So it's just users, trickery. Users were doing this in the DK1 era. I don't know if Nathie remembers this. People would take cling film or saran wrap for the Americans and put it around the lenses to do the same diffuse effect on the screen. So they've actually taken an incredibly lo-fi solution to the grid screen door effect problem and implemented it, which is fine. Mm. I'm sure they do it in a way that's better than just taking, you know, plastic wrap yeah. and wrapping no, around maybe your they lenses. Did. <laughs> Heck, you know, this looks kind of cheap. Lens. You get that, rubber you band get that and, in the box, uh, you know, you need to put it on there yourself. But no, I mean, like, I can understand why that works. But to me, I'm a guy, like, I, I would much rather the sharpness than to have any kind of blur effect involved in the chain of feed. It, it is just, you know, you know those things that you, like, pull off, like, you just need to leave them on there. Like... <laughs> Never. Yeah, the protective. But will that will that mean that the price will be lower too in the long run? No. So the price is four hundred and ninety nine US dollars for the Odyssey Plus, um, which is, you know, as that's come in, it's good for some people because the original Odyssey has dropped in price. So you can pick up the original Odyssey now, which, like I said, is, is it is essentially the same headset minus this new technology uh, for three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So. You're saving 150 bucks. Yeah. Plus, if they are if they go on sale, they are always so cheap. It's it's amazing. Is that the only thing yeah. they changed yeah. about the headset? Like, yep. And, and you know, some some minor tweaks here and there. Um, you know, uh, the nose piece, like I said, See, and a bigger that's eye. What I mean, um, like, you know, that, that that's not going to sell the system. Like it's. Well, I think I think people are excited about it for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I know people that have gone out and bought it. Like. Tyrell, yeah. uh, Tyrell uh, has went out and pre-ordered one. Yeah, so I've I'm seen a lot of I've seen a lot of interest in this yeah. headset. A lot of people who love the what I'll call like the it's like the mobile phone upgrade, yeah. right? Yeah. New yeah. models out. Yeah. Boom! I want the new model. Yeah. Like I mean, and, and I do yeah. see that, but I think Rowdy and I probably sit in the same boat of like, not for me. Yeah, you know? I want to do like, more stuff with it, then, you know. But, but there's a lot of people who do. But you already have a headset so for that. Why do you? Excitement. But the fact that it's pushing down the original price is great, I think. You know, 350 oh, yeah. bucks because the Odyssey was always the kind of flagship Windows MR headset to buy, really. It was the premium yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that it's 350 bucks now is great price. Um, the one thing that is disappointing, though, is that it's still only available in the US. So, <laughs> yes. you know, it's not available in Europe. It's not available yeah. in the UK. If you really want one in the UK or in Europe, you have to uh, import one through like Big Apple Buddy or, uh, you know, a site like that. Um, but it is also coming soon to Asian markets, so China and, and the other places. Uh, it will be available there soon too. So that's kind of disappointing that they're not catering for everyone, but we still don't know why, and that was the case with the original Odyssey as well. Yeah. Um, but are any of you guys interested in that? And Are you interested in the Odyssey Plus, Nathie? Because I know you like to collect them all. You're a bit like the Pokemon. Um, I mean... I mean, I already have a, a Odyssey, you know, um, and it's not like I'm, I'm playing with all the headsets because I have way too many. Um, I, I might, but, you know, for me right now, I would rather invest my money into a, a Pimax and maybe a Magic Leap and things like sure. that than really have sure. another Samsung Odyssey with a plus after. But I'm, I'm so happy they, they um, you know, announced this because that does mean there is a lot of interest to upgrade mm -hmm. because they just wouldn't make this if there was no demand. I mean... 
Yeah. And I've seen yeah. everyone on Facebook and Twitter and Reddit say like, oh yeah, hey, uh, I think I'm finally gonna buy like an Odyssey or people say like, hey, I'm, I'm, I might upgrade. So I, I still yeah. think that mixed reality, I'm so happy it's around, even that the name is confusing. I still think it's <laughs> like when they go on sale with Christmas too, like there's so many people that will be able to buy one. It's, it's yeah. a great recommendation, like 200 bucks usually when they go on sale. It's, it's nice. I, I think it makes sense. It's great. Yeah. I yeah. think it makes sense a lot for anyone who doesn't have to use those bloody MR controllers, like racers or mm. people who are flight simmers will appreciate the technology that's available in this headset. Mm. Yeah. That's that's what I think. Like for me, the racing wheel to my right here is is giving me the itch of like maybe that could yeah. be a good experience. But it's like it's got the same. It's got the same display as the Vive Pro, you know, at a much cheaper price yeah. and this new anti-screen door effect technology as well. So like you say... So I'm actually going to say interested for Ooh. racing specifically. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it, to know in the chat. And it's lightweight too. It's very mm. light mm. compared yeah, to the Vive Pro, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Vive <laughs> With Pro... With a wireless is, adapter on top of bulky. that and like the... It's a bulky headset. It is. It's yeah. wobble, 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 right. wobble. It's just like, I still don't get why people go for Vive Pro. I see people with it and it's just like, that money, you could get... But dude, You wireless, could get like a whole dude. line of VR equipment dude, wireless. for that money. Oh yeah, wireless, that's it. You but should you experience it sometimes. Wireless as well. Yeah, I'll definitely at some point. Being wireless is awesome. But um, I actually occasionally okay. switch between the Oculus and the Vive Pro. And uh, I mean, there is a difference, yeah, but uh, it takes me two minutes and then it's like, oh yeah, forgot same. about it. So. Exactly the same, exactly the same. Um, so let's round up the show because we are running a little bit late uh, with uh, some games that we recommend for you to check out over <laughs> the Halloween period. <laughs> Uh, because as we know, it's coming around the corner. There's going to be loads of kids knocking at your door, asking for sweets. Um, but you could just be wrapped up in the warm, playing some VR games and just ignore them like they don't exist. Um, so we've got some uh, things that we can recommend. So we've got some bundles on Oculus for a start. So let me start with those. Uh, if you own an Oculus Rift, there's two bundles that you can check out on the Oculus Store right now. One's called the Ghouls Galore Bundle, and that features In-Death, Arctica 1, and Edge of Nowhere, and that's $44.99. Um, I think really the only one that I would rec- I wouldn't recommend In Death. I did like Arctica 1, and I did like uh, Edge of Nowhere, but I didn't like In Death. So, uh, I love In Death. I think like the, new, the new additions are amazing. I haven't played it, it is for a while. It's a solid so. game. Okay. You, you have to revisit that, okay. and there is serious depth to it. The problem is with that kind of game, you need to put – a number of hours into it to get far enough because it's a roguelike right. to, to dip into the stuff that's yeah. you know, I hate it is sounds like a bubble yeah. where it goes from bad good to epic yeah yeah exactly edge of nowhere was was edge cool nowhere, guys like seriously many people may have missed out on that one dude which one were you talking about zim Art- in death well so which one i was talking about in death and death yeah. is an amazing like they uh, finally went 1.0 on it and the update is just i mean that game is something that i should probably spend i don't know yeah 50 hours playing because it is really serious quality and the game design is great. And if you, if you're into a bow mechanic type game, that's, that's roguelike, there's a lot that feeds you to keep playing it. Uh, in contrast to Mike, Artica one, I could throw that in the bin. I am yeah. not happy with that really? game at all, but I'm, I, I could do the same with in death. So I'm glad we've got contrasting opinions. So I love it. it when we do, you know, as, um, as, as long Rowdy doesn't call Artica one, a Metro game, we're all fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Rowdy. Anyone have that. anything against Edge of Nowhere? Because otherwise, this bundle's pretty good. You know? No, I don't no. have anything. Honestly, honestly, if I saw the bundle, I would just buy 
you know, Edge of Nowhere, and that's it. Like, you don't need those other two games, really. Um, Fair enough. Hard to go on this one. But that's my yeah. opinion, of course. If you yeah. trust me, then you know what to do. <laughs> uh, so the second bundle for Rift is called Freaky Frights, and that features Wilson's Heart, uh, my favorite game, of course, Duck Season. <laughs> that's not my favorite game. I just no. happened to have a video that just went crazy uh, with views <laughs> on that game. Uh, and then Paranormal Activity. So Wilson's Heart, Duck Season, and Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And that's uh, $39.99 US dollars. The only, I really liked Wilson Wilson's Hearts. I know that Zim is like, man, I, I really liked that one. Uh, yeah. It's like, because it was one of those first games that really got like that story-driven experience where you like, uh, yeah. really yeah. like, they did some really cool stuff in there with like, you know, plucking like the, the, the plucks out, like that kind of stuff. I know it's all great. Ricky, like it was, but I don't debate. It is a fantastically engineered game. And I think that for it's, it's one of the, it's one of the first games. Cause this is quite a while ago. It came out maybe yep. a year and a half now. Um, that, that actually feels like AAA. It really does throughout the yeah. presentation. Yeah. And they do things that other VR games still to this day don't do. Yeah. The fact that you're playing it in black and white, totally monochrome, is a really neat experience. So it's, it's um, great. It was brilliant. I'm not saying stay that, away bro. from it. I just don't think it's going to be everybody's boat, which is no. why for me it's a consider. Yeah, again, 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 this sounds like a bundle where you just need to buy Wilson's hide and not the bundle. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, I never it's a good recommendation that. for Halloween. Actually, it's a really Halloweeny yeah. kind of feel throughout the entire game. Yes. Uh, so we've also got some Go and Gear bundles. Uh, the first uh, bundle there is Scary Nights, and oh, that yeah. features Death Horizon. Dead Secret Circle and Zedshot, and that's nine ninety nine. I haven't tried any of those games, so I can't I give an opinion. The there. only one that I know um, is the brother of is Dead Secret, which was an interesting kind of early on game. But there's a lot of reading in Dead Secret, so okay. I need to try Circle and see if they've ironed that out because there was way too much reading. Not that I'm against like books or anything, but well, you might like. I think you will like this one, Sim. It's called no. uh, Phantom Fun, and it's got Drop Dead. Yeah, Dread, that's good. Dreadhalls. Oh, yeah. And Infected the Manor. <laughs> Give it to me. That is the bundle of the day. That yeah. is the bundle of the day. Wait, yeah. did, did Zim make this bundle? He did. Yeah, apparently. that sounds like I made it. Affected, there is a beautiful wife-related uh, wife stream uh, clip of my wife playing Affected. I've never heard her say the F word more loudly. It is. I, I saw that one. I saw that one. It is. It is like she literally face plants. She screams like crazy and then face plants into the desk. Like that's wow. how scared she was. I think I need uh, to watch that clip. That sounds amazing. Five of them with three moments. I would say mm. song number one is you dancing in that that Japanese game. But. Anime pop yeah. game? Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. I've never seen someone move. Well, actually, no. Kent Bai has got some smooth moves that I've seen. Yeah. They're very similar, actually. It's like almost like you taught Kent Bai everything he knows in terms of dancing. <laughs> I put some glasses on, all of a sudden I'm Kent Bai. Exactly. Glasses I've never seen you both it. together. Actually, no, I have. No, that's a lie. Um, so the other thing to check out, uh, this is on Steam VR now, so for the Vive users out there, you can check out a new uh, spooky candy emporium home environment so a bit like the ones we've discussed recently with like the gulping goat and uh, the super villains layer you've now got this spooky candy emporium and i'm sure if you go searching around there there'll be some hidden little easter eggs so that's probably worth checking out and that's obviously completely free on steam vr Mm. and then i just thought i'd just throw it out there to you guys and girls what other sort of spooky titles you'd recommend so Love Let's it. kick it over to Zim as he's got his hand up in the air and being very patient, like a good school teacher. Boy does. Teacher, please go on. Um, go on, Zim. Okay, I got four things written down. Mike said okay. we should prepare, so I did a little preparation. <laughs> yeah, goddamn, little preparation. Makes a change. H, <laughs> Halloween. Um, 
that's another bad joke. Obvious one, right? PSVR owners know this, right? Resident Evil 7. But I'm, the reason I'm saying it is not the base game. I'm saying it for the DLC. Because yet again, the DLC is bloody fantastic. And if you haven't played the DLC, even if you haven't played the base game, the DLC doesn't expose anything. So you could actually buy the base game, get the DLC, go in. There's like a Room Escape one. There's a card game one. They're all horrible in a in a, in a sense of a like a horror environmental like the whole thing is just and then you meet the family when you're playing the base game like as a package you want to throw your money in a place and actually get like 25 hours of gameplay boom there you go um the other three on my list narcosis for our rift friends is an under under the ocean one it's only a couple hours long really good story and play it through the end because that ending there's not many games that i kind of say the ending is worth the full game thumpers one that's a hard one uh and 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 narcosis is another one um, the other one that I think Michael nod along for me is face your fears, oh, yeah, particularly 100%. on the go, yes. like on the go it is one of the top three apps for me. Yes. And I would say, just go ahead and buy all the modules. It, yes. It's worth it. And you will get reusability out of that with other people. Uh, there's a snake one. There's a, an X one. There's a, you know, tower one. There's, there's spiders. Like they, spiders. they do it all and they do a really good job and everyone is different. Some of them are seated. Some of them are standing. Um, just take my, take our recommendation on on that. And the final one I'll say, uh, a favorite of mine, barely fits into the Halloween category, is Subnautica. Because beneath that lovely layer of beautiful fish at the surface, the game is bloody terrifying. And if you don't believe me, play it for three or four hours and come back and report back. You disappoint me, Zim. You, you missed the scariest yeah. game you've ever played. Oh, no. From Other Go Sons. <laughs> Oh, from, oh, Jesus. Yeah, From Other Sons. But that kind of gives some things away. Anyway, there's some scary stuff in From Other Sons. Play with a yeah. friend. Get past 70% of the way to Earth, and uh, you're going to have a surprise waiting for you. Um, and then I also missed Monstrum, which is an old game, and it looks like trash. You're going to be like, this is not a game for me. It's not going to be scary. Game is procedural. And if you ever beat that yeah. game, you tell me. Because Wait. I have done once, only because of a bug. Wait. The game is hard as nails. Isn't that the game that's with, like, three years of playtime? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. You should get it. I mean, that's yeah. not trying to. You know. So, so what about, about you, Nathan? What are your What are your yeah, recommendations this uh, me? holiday season? Uh, yeah. Go for it. Definitely uh, Ghostbusters. You know, it's one of the scariest. <laughs> <laughs> scariest. <laughs> you, you know, you you leave that experience scarred for for you know the rest of your life. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote, I mean, I wrote down Face Your Fears, of course, because it's like a logical choice. Artica 1 was a big one for me and uh, Wilson's Heart. And of course, uh, Ghost Town, My Ride and Shooting Gallery, if you're into that rooting, tooting, shooting, rooting, tooting experience. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Oh, it wow. is really good. I really enjoyed that one. It's the first time, like... Any every time that everyone asks me like about like a, what's like good horror game that immediately pops in my head because I played that one I had like a ton of fun in it and it's still <laughs> that scary but it's like scary enough for it to be fun. Just uh, remind me of the name again. Ghost Town Mine Right and Shooting Gallery for your right okay hooden tooden shooting rooden experience. Okay, okay, so, uh, really good game. Like you start off just like shooting uh, with like a like a uh, what do you call it like an air rifle or whatever in like a shooting yeah, you, gallery. You, you just and then it like progresses the to being a coaster part it's, coaster it's, sim it's, part. This game is like overusing jump scare so much that oh, you're like, oh please stop, stop, stop. But yeah, it's amazing. It's funny though when I played that and I was like terrified to death 
uh, at the end it crashed and I got even more scared. I was like, oh, the entire <laughs> game now? Or... So I never finished. Really weird Three minutes more and then I was like over, but well, it happens, you know? So what about you, Nathie? Any any suggestions? I, I you're not, you're not really uh, into spooky games that much. I don't like spooky games, but I did play a lot of spooky games, trust me. Um, let's say if you are still using a DK1, try the well demo. Um, on, uh, <laughs> oh I don't care that it's not online anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and uh, I think Alien Isolation with uh, the, the VR mod. That's good. It's killing it. Pretty India is killing it. These are great recommendations. Pretty decent. I would say Belco VR uh, escape uh, room game. It's free on Steam. It's also uh, kind of scary. I would say uh, KFC, uh, the KFC experience where you need to help, uh, you know, the boot out from the mascot of K- KFC. Very That's all kind of creepy. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. And then uh, last but not least, I would say from this year, because most of the recommendations we have are old titles, right? Um, now, this year, there was one that came out that I thought was like the, the best Halloween experience of, of this year was The Haunted Graveyard. Um, mm. Very decent. Uh, it's a, let's say, an on-rails uh, ghost story. Um, like, it, it feels like a magical one, you know? It's, it's kind of creepy, but it isn't. And again, like the developer said on Steam that it's for everyone, for all ages, I would say if you're, let's say, above like 10 or 12 years old, uh, then yeah, go for it. But Below that, maybe you shouldn't. It's still kind of scary. But that's mm. that are my recommendations. And Edge of Nowhere totally uh, uh, would play play again. Cool. I, I would say you know the same. I would echo what Zim said and everyone else about uh, Face Your Fears on the Go. It's the it's the best scariest title on the go in my opinion. Uh, with all the experiences, just buy them all. They're all great. Uh, and then I would say Killing Floor Incursion. Uh, there's some really standout moments yeah. in that game where you know you're in a, a house that's surrounded by zombies and you've only got a knife to defend yourself, uh-huh. and it's, it's very gory uh-huh. and it's very scary. Very so uh, that's my recommendation. Plus, you can play co-op with a friend, which is always yeah. always fun as well. There's one Mike that I remember you reacting to, the one with the bugs in the house. <laughs> oh, uh, Attack of the Bugs. Attack of the Bugs. <laughs> yeah, it looks so like goofy. That game, it, they have spiders that leap at your face. I know, but that's oh. that's the thing is like that's just me because I hate spiders so much. Like you know, you'll see the the face your fears video where I did spiders and I was just like literally terrified. Wait, wait. I almost had a heart attack in VR. Talking about spiders, um, there is also this 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 one game where you need to hold your hands on a keyboard and then they are you know. The, um, I've tried that as well. I've tried that as well. Um, yeah, um, it's called Fears or something like that, but it's actually d- designed for you to overcome fears. Um, yeah. That's what it's designed to do. It's not like a scary game. You, it's a serious kind of fear-facing game. That's really old. Like don't, let, don't, let your keyboard. don't let go. That's how it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let oh, go. Yeah. Oh, right. That one. No, I haven't tried that one. Uh, I tried a different one. There's so um, many good games. And I, I would say to developers, um, building suspense and tension is 10 times better for immersive fear than jump scares. Jump scares are like this short little candy thing. You want a proper dessert, like chewing on a, a chewing, chewing on a chocolate cake. You need to have the suspense. Actually, one of the best games I've I've played in VR horror, aside from Alien Isolation, which is my god, you'll wet yourself with that game in certain sequences. Um, is has to be this old game where you had this mobile phone guiding through a forest, and this little girl was progressing after you. Like if I find the name, I'll let you know. 
but uh, it never came out later. It never came out past the DK1, DK2 days. And Oh, um, it was like an Oculus Share thing, was it? It was just tension. It was just tension the yeah. entire time. It was kind of like Slenderman or something. Something <laughs> right. was after you the whole time. And so I just hope that devs who yeah. are thinking about developing horror games, which is a, a great thing. You're making the world a happier place. Uh, you know, that they... That they build Take a look at Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Last but not least, if you own Fallout VR, then go and, and look at your map. Go to the Museum of Witchcraft. Have fun. That's it. That's all I say. Nice suggestion. Yeah, if you've got any recommendations in the chat, now's the time. Yeah. And also, uh, if you've got any questions for us, put them in the chat now while I uh, remind yeah. everyone of the show times. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show. It's live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you do enjoy the audio episodes, please leave us a review on those uh, sites. It really helps us out and get us exposed to more people so they can enjoy the show as well. Um, but let's see if we've got any questions from the chat or any recommendations for spooky um, games over Halloween. So uh, Factory Live and Sakura say that you should try uh, uh, Transference. Uh, and, oh, and yeah, of course. Project. Um, we have Vivian who says uh, uh, the IT experience in VR yes. chat. Apparently there is a VR chat experience of that. You can also try the 360. Um, yes, the, the 360 is terrifying. I can confirm that. Yes, uh, we have the, the the Doom mod. You know, you can play Doom in VR as well with a mod. Yeah, uh, that's good. And then last but not least, no, that's it. I okay, cool. would say, yeah. There is another okay. game that I was thinking about, like that is um, where you're like a lifter. And you, they it was originally like a PC game, but I think you could play it in VR as well. And you had to like look look at the guy next to you, but if you look too long at him, he would kill you. And uh, ne- never heard of it? No. Oh, cool. You'll have to let us know next episode, Rowdy. I will. Oh. Wait, I want to I let's play video on your channel. I'll keep an eye out for it all week. Talking about that, I want uh, Mike to let's play Red Matter for next yeah. week. Yeah. For the next well, week. Uh, can I you will try. I, I won't make any promises because I don't. I don't like breaking there promises, but I will, I will try my very best for you. Put it that way. You don't yeah. like breaking promises, Mike. Oh, I hate cool. breaking promises. I guess we should just end the show just now. If I hadn't have lost two days this week, then I probably would have done it. I don't. Um, to be honest, Mike, I got to say, in Mike's favor, the job he did on modding that RTX card. Firstly, you must have surgeon's hands, Mike, because yeah. that is a dodgy ass job. And second, yeah. the end result was bloody worth it. It looks incredible. Like the immaculate yeah. nature of that PC tells me you're not a dad. You don't have potato going through the yeah, exactly. of your PC. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Um, but yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was scary as well because taking apart a 1,200-pound card uh, <laughs> does does get the heart racing a little bit, especially when you're avoiding warranties and stuff like that. So if you're interested in checking out that, you can see it on the channel. But um, it, felt, it felt like the clown surgery game where you have to pick his organs out. Yeah, it's terrifying. And especially when I got a leak, I actually got a leak during the procedure um, and water was pissing out everywhere. And uh, yeah, that was kind of scary as well. I almost had a heart attack, but everything's fine now, which is great. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it. Just just to put it out there, I wouldn't recommend anyone go out and buy an RTX 2080 Ti for VR gaming. Like the only reason why I bought it was uh, because, you know, streaming or recording and playing these games is quite intensive and you want that performance headroom so you've got that capability. Oh especially with mixed reality content oh, as well. So, so in the end, it was just for the socials. 
just for the socials and for recording to make sure we can record some nice gameplay for you. But pretty much that's about okay. it. Um, so I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this episode of the show. Have a great week in VR. Enjoy some great spooky games and we'll yeah. see you on oh, next God. week's show. So until then, bye-bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.